Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Talking Indonesia podcast. My name is Ken Stiawan from Melbourne University's Asia Institute and today's podcast focuses on Indonesia's indigenous peoples. Indigenous peoples face many challenges, such as land grabbing as well as denial of religious freedom and recognition of culture. What steps are being taken to address these problems and why is legal reform so important for the protection of indigenous peoples' rights? Here to talk about these topics is Sandra Moniaga, a commissioner at the Indonesian Human Rights Commission, Komnas Ham. She was the coordinator of a team that conducted a national inquiry on the rights of indigenous peoples to land. Sandra, welcome to Talking Indonesia. Thank you. Hi, Ken. Thank you for inviting me. Sandra, you have worked already for a very long time, not only in your capacity as Komnas Ham Commissioner, but also before that, on issues affecting Indigenous peoples in Indonesia. Maybe first of all, how many Indigenous peoples are there actually in Indonesia? Uh, no one exactly knows how many of them, because uh, the Indonesian uh, system for census is not based on indigeneity. It's not based on what we call masyarakat hukum adat or non-masyarakat hukum adat. Masyarakat hukum adat is one of the terms used to refer to indigenous peoples. It hasn't come into one of the parameters. But according to AMAN, the Alliance of the Indigenous People of the Archipelago, uh, estimated 40 to 50 million all over the country, yes. everywhere, mostly in the rural areas. What are the main challenges that indigenous peoples in Indonesia are faced with? There are several uh, challenges, but I would cluster it into three, I guess. Yeah, One is about the issue of indigeneity, for, uh, which uh, means the issue of who are indigenous people in Indonesia. Indonesian constitution and law use the term masyarakat hukum adat. Uh, some laws use masyarakat adat. And the people's organization, NGO, the civil society organization, prefer the term masyarakat adat. But then the question, who are the masyarakat adat um, similar or equal to indigenous people? Or are they different? So this is uh, one of the issue. If they are the same, then who are they? The government, especially the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, in most uh, sessions, especially at the UN, uh, often stated that most of Indonesians are indigenous. Then if most of the people are indigenous, who are the so-called masyarakat hukum adat who have special rights, who are divine in the uh, constitution uh, as one of the local institution uh, who, who is existed and play important role in the local governance, for example, and who are also recognized as one of the uh, social unit who has special rights in, in the human rights chapter of the constitution, yeah. for example. So that's one challenge the issue of defining who are indigenous and who are not indigenous in Indonesia. Secondly is our laws are mostly enacted since Suharto's period. Yeah? And some, we have a lot of new laws after the reformasi, after 1998. However, 
most of these laws are not consistent, are not uh, clear enough in defining who are indigenous and what is the methodology, for example, to define who are indigenous, who has the authority to define in the indigenous people, those kind of issues. It's not available yet. And uh, in most of these state laws, there are also issues of uh, unclear uh, recognition and respect to their rights, rights over their lands, right to uh, practice their uh, traditional beliefs, the rights to have special education, those issues. So we have problems with the laws and regulation. Yeah? The third uh, challenge, important challenge that I see, uh, we, have, we still have problem with political will. President Jokowi, um, in his uh, campaign promises <laughs> in Nawachita, stated clearly about the problems faced by the masyarakat hukum adat and the important to take several steps to solve the problems. It was 2014 and now is already August 2016. Up to now, uh, some of the promises haven't accomplished, haven't realized. And this also related because of not strong political will from the bureaucrats. Because you have political will from the president, but when it is not translated into programs and uh, activities by the government, then it's useless. You earlier mentioned that at the UN level, the Indonesian government seems somewhat reluctant to recognize indigenous peoples. Why is that? Why is the Indonesian government so unwilling to do so? One of the uh, reasons that it is, uh, the problem is there is also related to the history. Um, government in, during Suharto's time in the 1990s already stated that position. Yeah. And we all know many of the bureaucrats right now are still the same, are still the same uh, people from the previous uh, regime. And uh, the reason they say that is one, because that most of Indonesian are indigenous, so-called, pribumi, mm. uh, which is true. Because if you say non-pribumi, the, uh, the not indigenous are Chinese or people with Arabic uh, ancestors or uh, the European, yeah, and Indian, maybe other. But those who are originally the parents, the grandparents, the ancestors are from Indonesia, uh, defined as pribumi, literally translation of the indigenous. However, I think Pribumi uh, is different with masyarakat hukum adat. In the constitution, uh, it is clear that masyarakat hukum adat are the people have some unique uniqueness. Yeah. Uh, in the law number 39, 1999 on human rights, yeah, 
it also clearly stated there are they have special they have uniqueness which have to be recognized by the state back again to the policy of some of the state of the government including the ministry of foreign affairs it's uh, because it's the issue also uh, related to the fact that uh, indigenous people rights have the right to self determination recognized by the UN uh, human rights regime yeah? so that is one of the um, reason that the government do not uh, really like the term indigenous people Thus, the recognition of indigenous peoples is considered a political risk. What does this mean for indigenous peoples in practice? Let me start with the right to uh, beliefs, yeah? to have their own belief. There are peoples in Sumatra, for example, the Batak, yeah? in North Sumatra. They have the their own belief, which is uh, Parmalim. In some of the districts, they have no problems. They their practice. They can practice, and they can have the that religion in their ID card. But other community, for example, the uh, Chigugur people in near Cirebon or the Naulu people in Seram, they can. They cannot put their uh, first. They cannot have their marriage recognized by the state. Because in the Indonesian law, the marriage law required a marriage by the religion and then formalized by the state. So if you have the your own belief, which is uh, different with the majority of the religion, like the Christian or Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu, then... Uh, the local government could reject the marriage as if the marriage is not formalized by their own religion, by the indigenous religion. So what the implication if the state do not recognize it? They cannot have their marriage certificate. Once they don't have the marriage certificate, it will then imply to the children because the children, when they need a birth certificate, they need the name of their parents, yeah? both father and mother. So some of the indigenous children only have their mothers on their certificate. Not recognizing indigenous peoples thus has direct consequences for children, but also for women. What are some of the particular issues that women have been facing? Some of the main issues that they feel strongly is about discrimination, uh, internal discrimination. Yeah. So in many of the community, women cannot become the leader. In many of the community, women cannot uh, or are not consulted in major decision making. In many communities, the indigenous women have to do a lot of the work Domestically, in some of the community, there are still strong uh, domestic violence. So these are one of the major issues. Secondly, is about the to external to the government. Uh, government also maintain the uh, the fact that women are not 
involved in most of the cases, especially in decision making. So when they consult the community, they also ignore uh, the absence of the women. So these things. Third is about the uh, access to education. In some cases, the uh, in many of the indigenous women cannot really access uh, good education, especially higher education, because of their role in the community yeah, to involve in uh, responsible in a lot of the domestic works. Other things are about the knowledge. Many of the women have special role in um, preparing traditional medicine. They need uh, the forest resources, forest as the where they can get the traditional plants, medicinal plants. And with the forest devastation, they lost a lot of the medicinal plants. And in, to the younger generation, they cannot transfer that knowledge. So you get the degradation of this knowledge among the women. The deforestation that you just mentioned illustrates that the land tenure of indigenous peoples is insecure. Which parties are responsible for that? There are many millions of the uh, Adat community where their land is already claimed by the state as state land. And then some are given to uh, corporations who uh, either manage the forest, logging company previously, or tree plantation. And also some are the oil palm plantation. Some already given to mining company. Uh, Corporations get temporary license with certain period of time, but then the land is already exploited. The natural resources is depleted. Yeah? Yeah. And in most cases, it is done without due process. So there was no consent from the community. And it was done during um, uh, Suharto's period in many cases, but then continue by the later government president and haven't been corrected is this the case everywhere, or are there perhaps regional differences? Do we see areas where the rights of indigenous peoples have been recognized? We should uh, also recognize there are processes in some areas where the local government start recognizing the rights of the indigenous people, but not so many. One is the Badui people yeah, yeah. in Lebak, and then you have also the people in Lampung, West Lampung, the Krui people. And in some areas also in Jambi, some areas in Kalimantan, you have also in Papua, in Jayapura. So there are regional differences in the recognition of indigenous peoples' claims to land. Does that mean that there are differences in the root causes of the problems? I think there are a lot of problems in common, yeah? But then you are right, there are some differences. For example, if we look at Papua, most of the local government, I think all of the local government in West Papua, recognize that the community are indigenous. There was no 
then there was no denial on it. However, there was no administrative and legal action taken by the government to protect to uh, to that recognition. In according to the Indonesian law, there is a need to have local or district regulation as the basis for the recognition of one of the community, one uh, of a community. So in Papua, they haven't done it. However, uh, but uh, verbally, uh, they stated they recognize the community. The problem also in Papua, almost 97% of their land classified as forest area. That means it's state land, according to the government. Mm. And that means it's a control by the Jakarta, by the central government. Once the community fights for their land, they were easily, they are easily labeled as separatist movement. Even though they only ask for the rights of their land. So that's really unique for Papua. In some area in North Maluku and some islands in Nusa Tenggara, where there were uh, sultanates before, you also have prolonged contestation between the indigenous community and the sultanates, former sultanates. Many of the sultanates are in power at the local government and they do not want to recognize the indigenous community. So that's are specific in some area where you have sultanates. It can be any region, but what we learned, it was more in North Maluku, Sumbawa, in some of the Sulawesi also. Yeah, South Sulawesi. Sumatra is more complicated because you have a longer history of contestation. The Dutch colonial government already started defining the forest area without due process, of course. So the land grabbing already started a uh, hundred years ago and it haven't been solved. So these are, I would say, both regional and some more historical uh, uniqueness, yeah. And now the case, the contestation um, uh, get more complicated because there are migrants coming, there are land speculators coming, and you have also corporation who develop plantation illegally without license. So the problems is become become more complicated. You have a layer of conflicts there. With so many variables and also the complex issues that continue to deny indigenous peoples their right to land, what are some of the recommendations that Komnas Ham has put forward? One of the important is there should be a national consensus on seeing the problem. Yeah? I mean, the same issue of indigeneity. It has to be clear what is stated in our constitution and some of the laws. But isn't this also part of a wider problem on legal certainty in Indonesia? The legal problem in Indonesia is a lot of inconsistency and clarity. We have even some laws are contradicting. There should be a harmonization at the national level, also national and regional level. There is a need to do comprehensive harmonization of the law toward a better legal system in Indonesia based on human rights principles, including the right of indigenous people. So in this case, 
I advocate also the importance of having a special law for the indigenous community in Indonesia to make sure there is one basis. Second, on solving problems, as you said, the problems are so many, starting, for example, with the about the right to practice their own belief, problems with education. That is another thing, because uh, education is so much related um, with the national system. So there is a need to really support the local, the integration of local values. It really depends on the local government. But on land issue, land and natural resources issue, it's more complicated. One of the major steps is it has to be done through a special task force or special unit under the president directly. It cannot be solved sectorally. It cannot be solved by one minister, one uh, ministerial. It has to be done comprehensively. This task force that Komnas Ham has proposed as part of its national inquiry, which was released earlier in the year, how exactly will that look like? What does the body need to do? One day, they have to do a more comprehensive review of the problem yeah? and analyzing the root of the problems and then uh, come into a plan action plan to solve that problem. And I think uh, based on our national inquiry, we identified one of the problem is the issuance of the license without due process. Yeah? And then secondly is the what we call land grabbing by the state during the new order, during Suharto's period. That has to be studied carefully. If we have enough evidence, the president should start remedies, including a restitution of the rights of the people. The Indonesian Human Rights Commission has traditionally struggled with getting its recommendations heard. What about in this case, in this inquiry, has there been any progress? Not only Komnas who recommended, mm-hmm. it's also the recommendation also came from Aman, from yeah. the Alliance of the uh, Indigenous Peoples. They have meetings also with president. Komnas involved with the discussion of the draft of the presidential decree. And what we learn, it is now under, it's on the president's office. There's thus been a positive response from the presidential office. What about other ministries? There is a serious effort from the government. So there is progressive movement by the Ministry of Home Affairs and also Rectorate General of Culture under the Ministry of Education and Culture. Mm. So there is hope. And we have also a progressive minister for uh, for religion. Yeah? So I, I, I'm quite optimistic about that. So does that mean that there seems to be some political support for this issue after all? There seems so. But uh, we do hope it is faster and stronger because these people have been suffering for more than 50 years. Many of, I mean, if you imagine when we started the Alliance of the Indigenous People of the Archipelago in 1999, you have many of the elders there and some of them already died and now their children are still struggling. Mm. How many generations do we need to wait to solve this problem? And I think the, the forest, the natural resources are depleting. They are in the front line to suffer. Sandra, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you so much also for inviting me to share my thoughts.
That was Sandra Moniaga of the Indonesian Human Rights Commission on Indigenous Peoples. The next Talking Indonesia podcast, hosted by my colleague Dave McRae, will be available on the 22nd of September. And as a reminder, you can find the entire Talking Indonesia podcast series at the Indonesia at Melbourne blog or subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. Many thanks for listening. Until next time, this has been the Talking Indonesia podcast.